0: He was just a hometown
1: cowboy
2: His belly kind of fat Acme boots to... upon his feet and a big song. U roll-it hat
1: Which one of us you talking about? In the
2: Both bull riding, he did it on This is the best song ever To please his little sweetheart With the
0: long blonde hair <laughs> He barred himself uh-huh. a bull rope this, Spurs and a rope. I love this
2: blow. song It's like a it's like a cross This song is about a cross between Boudreau Campbell Lon Danley and J.B. Mooney, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Just a hometown cow- cowboy, his belly kind of fat. I get it. Which one of even neither one of? They're all skinny. No, the, the song's about me. If I was to into the bull riding, oh, gotcha. The song's called gotcha. Bull Riding. I listened to it on the way down because we are back rodeoing yes. in pro rodeo finally, and uh, Cave Creek, AZ. I got to drive the semi down and uh, from Colorado with bucking horses, and it was therapeutical. For real, like—is that a word? Therapeutic. 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 I look
1: to our go- audience, and no, it's not it's, a word.
2: It was therapeutic because, like, <laughs> you being my best Tums friend, down. I have been uh, quite down in the dumps in life. You have me. been, and it's 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 spreading. And uh, well, and so the thing for so long, just uh, not being able to rodeo, it just it, it's ruined my world because, well, not just financially, but I really like doing it, so it's been hard to. Um, to not be able to rodeo, but I got to go to Colorado to the server. I got to go. I <laughs> I, I got hired, and uh, I got to do like the old days. Got to do some super trucking, drive that 379 flat-top Peterbilt from Colorado to Arizona, and uh, even got to go down to come to Cave Creek, a 6% grade for 18 miles. On 17? Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, I made it. Nice. Hey, real quick, do, before so.
1: we get to our uh, very honorable guest we have this week, um, why don't you tell us uh, your trucker poem? You have to clean it up at the end, but
2: my trucker poem—it's—it's it's not something that I would do, just for the record. Okay, so <laughs> this isn't technically I'm not a druggy, but <laughs> I don't know if we're not rodeoing for a while, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but the poem goes like this: Here I sit with a sad. An aching heart. I just did a line, but now my truck won't start. But to prove to everybody that I'm a super cattle trucker, I'll snort one more line, and I'll get out, and I'll push this. Ah. Mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to see it in person. It's a lot funnier. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll put it online.
1: Uh, anyway, so uh, very honored to have this uh, guest with us this week. Um, if anybody... In our age demographic, and uh, in, in you grew up listening to his voice. It's like I always say, it's like Hadley Barrett's voice always says rodeo to me. Yeah. So does this guy's. Uh, but uh, instead of live in the house in the arena, it's on TV. Uh, since, I uh, guess what, 91? 1991, this guy has been on pro rodeo uh, with his, I mean, his voice. The Wrangler World of Rodeo. The, everything, everything. So network. we're very honored to have the Jeff Metters with us. How you doing, buddy?
0: fantastic thanks for having me and man that's going back when you say wrangler world of rodeo that was the 1990s we did 10 rodeos a year and then the nfr and we had a in those days we had an open that went on for about 37 minutes and then the (laughs) the rest was rodeo but yeah that's that's how it all started and it's
2: we've got caught up on all those lately because with the cowboy channel airing the old rodeos it's been so awesome uh you know in my downtime to watch a lot in oklahoma now when you say 2003 to me that doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, 2003. That seems like oh, that's just a few years ago. That was 17 years ago. Yep. But to to watch the Lawton from 2003 in Caldwell, Idaho, from 03 and and uh, Guyman has been on. So to see the the old rodeos and uh, to to look at the guys that, that that you remember or so many guys you're like, whatever happened to that guy? You know, one minute they're they're in in Lawton in 03 and then you never see him again. So it's been so cool to. To relive those those old broadcasts and and you know I've I've always known you and I've always heard your voice but fellow Oki you don't you don't think about it and and uh, but because your voice is it, just when you turn on rodeo you, that's what you hear you know I used, like I, when you go to Reno I used to be star-struck. you starstruck
1: I'm like oh man there's Jeff Metters
2: you were starstruck yeah oh wow yeah
0: I, I guess I I wasn't but you know I'm tough so you yeah. are <laughs> we we had a great visit in Puyallup though yeah I came over and hung out with you and. And talked and uh yeah it was that's funny. when I was stealing Randy Corley's
2: box wine out
0: of his <laughs> RV <laughs> yeah.
1: Justin I knew it that was you all right
2: but you know the 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 broadcasts over the <laughs> years have just been yeah excellent. you and
1: you and butch Knowles seriously I mean it's just that just spits I mean it says rodeo to all of I mean even I, I would say you know uh 15 younger yeah you know that uh, grew up <laughs> <laughs> 15, I yeah, I'm I trying to be kind. <laughs> Those of us in our mid 30s, you know, I'm, uh, I'm late 40s. 30s, I'm not going to 40s. Get we'll say 40s. The I'm other. not 40 yet till August. What What do you think, Jeff? What has changed the most in the
0: in the 30 years? Well, I I got to give you guys some credit because it's fun to see the next generation of of the sound and and the the humor from the, you know, coming from the arena. So, you know, I go back to 1991 when I started, you know, I love Liesl Harris. I mean, Liesl's my favorite, but, but, you know, it was just a variety of different kind of old school, you know, coming from the barrel man and things down that line. And you guys are hipper, you know, cooler, edgy and and things down that line. And I like seeing, I like seeing that next generation of, of sound and barrel man coming along and, and kind of, I think, elevating it for the most part. Because I've seen a lot of clown acts, you know. Yeah. And in the 90s, they'd, they'd get a little bit tired. But uh, <laughs> Liesl was, of course, one of my favorites. We, he passed away this year. Yeah. What, a, what a great guy. And he, he always stood out to me. We spent a lot of time talking. But uh, uh, that, So that's, you know, the sound. And, and when I started doing the NFR, the, there was a band in the little room where before they remodeled yeah. Thomas and Mac... You know they were just up there and they did the Rampless' band, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so now it's it's rock and roll and that kind of <laughs> a show, and that's that makes it fun. How
2: did your How did the the whole TV deal start? Take us back to to when you first started, because like we said earlier, you you are kind of the voice that that kind of got the whole ball rolling. So take us back to nineteen ninety nineteen ninety one. How did the How did this whole thing start? I mean, was this part of your plan or? Or how did, how did the ball get rolling on that?
0: You know, it's funny. You make, you make your plans, and uh, it, it's, it's funny how life turns out. I was a sportscaster. I grew up on a ranch in southeastern Oklahoma, and, uh, you know, I, I did a bullseye with Trevor Brazil. If you've seen that, obviously, mm-hmm. I can't rope. I couldn't rope you from here. <laughs> you know, but, but that's not my grandfather went about that. Let's get the cows in the lot. Let's get them worked. Get them branded. Get them out of here. So that's kind of how I grew up. So I, I love sports. Um, I was an all-state football player in Oklahoma, same year as Tony Casillas. Um, one of us went on to do amazing things in the national football league and <laughs> college football, the other one, not so much, but I was a sportscaster cause I love sports so much. And I went to Midland Odessa for a year and I was in Tulsa and this company called Wintercom started and they started syndicating horse races like, uh, you know, blue ribbon downs and Salisaw, the all American things down that line. And so the AQHA came to him and said, Hey, we want to do a show. And then these days on ESPN, it was Australian rules football, nothing like it is now. Yeah. And so they did a monthly show on there and they needed somebody to do cutting and raining. They knew I was a they knew I was a cowboy from the country and so they said, Can you do that? And I was like, Ah, I said, cutting for sure. First time I saw a running pattern, I had no idea what the yeah. hell that was. Yeah. I was just whole, like holy cow. So I was just freelancing with them. I was a sportscaster at the NBC station. And then they they jacked up round ten of the NFR in nineteen ninety. You had Jim Sharp getting ready to ride, you know, all that stuff. And uh, reached the top of the hour, and they cut out of it, went to another program, oh, caused a huge no. uproar. What what station was that on? That was on ESPN. ESPN. On ESPN, yeah, you know, and th- it wasn't like it is today; not very sophisticated. You know, it's a, it's traffic. You know, it's the top of the hour. And they changed to the what it was supposed to be. Wow! So the PRCA, because of Wintercom's connections with horse racing and 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 quarter horse stuff, they came to them and they said, "Hey, can you do rodeo?" And I was like, oh, "I'd love to do rodeo." And so they 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 paired me with this guy from Oregon. Um, <laughs> So so this, guy from this guy from Oregon. yeah, who was still competing. Like in those days, when we do the Nash- Ram National Circuit or the Dodge National Circuit, he was making the top four. And so they were like, because we would shoot it and then we'd take it back to Tulsa and voice it. And so they'd be like, all right, you got to do saddle bronc riding by yourself. I'm like, what? And like, yeah, Butch, Butch is competing. We have to act like he's left the booth. <laughs> so, um, and I was, on, I was not supposed to do the NFR. I was supposed to do the regular season, the Wrangler World of Rodeo with Butch. And they had a guy named Chris Lincoln, who I love Chris, fantastic guy. And I'll tell the story because he's not going to. He, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't listen to Cowboy Podcast. Um, I don't know. But he was going to be like, um, uh, he was going to be the, the the play-by-play guy, and I was going to be the sideline reporter. And so Butch and I pretty gelled pretty well. And they're like, "Nah, we want to we want to leave you two together." And Chris was going to become the he was going to become like the Bob Costas and kind of intro things. But keep in mind, great thoroughbred racing announcer and one of the most talented TV people I've ever worked with. Completely illiterate with rodeo. So the two gaffes that he had on a couple of shows that first year was, uh, um, you know, coming up in team roping. He's Chris has he's always on television. He tried to a roster announcer voice it. <laughs> no. Yeah. But he's like coming up in the team roping. We have Clay O'Brien Connor, and. Oh, no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Clay O'Brien Conner. So
0: that one and then the one was probably worse than that is in when we come back in bull riding, we'll see little Charlie Simpson oh <laughs> little charlie so S- I, lo- I looked at butch and said i think that's bart's brother but <laughs> oh no but, but then that's that's kind of how it all started and we just gelled and i wound up going to work for for Wintercom and spending about a decade with them and did a whole bunch of different things and it was fun and uh, you know of all the things i did i didn't like anything better than rodeo so um i've been able to dig in and and stay, and, and it's it's been yeah, amazing. Yeah, because I I remember
1: uh, we talked about this the other day. You doing uh you know big horse race on ESPN, and I only knew you obviously from the rodeo telecast. And I'm like, oh man, Jeff Matters is on the horse racing. This is so cool. I know Jeff, you know, <laughs> and uh but what
0: uh, it was a big race. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, it yeah, was yeah. one of the big ones. I've done like I did f- almost five years. Yeah. So I would we do the a lot of stuff at the Kentucky Derby that's you know we do like breakfast at churchill downs and we've done the race card right up to where an abc would take it for the derby then we do the wrap up and and things down that line but i mean saratoga del mar you know the travers all these big races and it was fun i enjoyed it but you know there's something about that cowboy culture Mm -hmm. and i like them because of all the professional athletes you deal with you know they treat you like family you know it's it's not really a standoffish kind of thing and um you know it's it's uh it's a whole di- different atmosphere for a professional athlete.
2: Yeah. What about so was Hadley Barrett the sideline reporter in the nineties? Yes,
0: he was. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so how did that when when you guys would get to the finals? Because there's so much that I don't know about it. I, I get I just now got to thinking about that as far as it goes, like the the, the steps getting ready prior to the finals, like. Do you, me and handboat on this deal, we don't have a clue. We just kind of –
1: We have no show notes. You know, we just, we just, just sat in down. and, and
2: <laughs> bail it. Do, do you guys <laughs> –
0: the best way to do it? I'm telling do you. Do you guys
2: have to do that for the rodeo? Because, I mean, how can you really set up to commentate a live event where you don't know what's going to happen? Like, do, do you have to coordinate with a lot of people or, or how did that – I mean, who was in charge of all that when it first started?
0: Well, I, a guy named Doug Ren was the like the the director, kind of oversees it. Today it's a guy named David Newman. Matt Newman. Schultz and they're both here today David Newman and Matt Schultz they're they're doing Cape Creek so they're here producing and directing and I can't do live tv without them because I mean it's I sleep really well at night when Newman I does the are, NFR oh
1: yeah in Houston until he gave, gave it up for bowling
0: this year yeah yeah <laughs> he's, what? He's, he's, he's the daddy I will if, if I ever write a book there'll be some chapters in there about Hadley at the NFR Oh, why did because he had so many funny lines where I literally would just fall over. So
1: why didn't you guys let him wear his hat though on the sideline? Because Hadley looked older in '92 than he did, you know, a few years ago.
0: Hadley was (laughs) and he was and he was great. He was a great sideline interview guy.
2: And
1: um, I've actually uh, was it? Who was telling me that Corley or something? You guys were having they could hear in the calm what they were going to talk about before. And I think he threw it down to Corley. Was 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 Randy with you at all? Maybe no. that was. Maybe might, might have been before.
0: No, but you know Butch Knowles. Hey. Three years before I started, he did three years with with Hadley and with Randy, and he sat between them, that and they was smoked it. cigarettes the entire time. That was what, so smoked now, the whole time. So they, yeah.
1: that was it. So they they were talking about uh, Butch and Hadley were talking about what they're going to open the show with, who the matchups and this and that. <laughs> Randy could hear it, and, and so they'd go to Randy first, and he would steal everything <laughs> oh, that they were going to talk about. Crummy bastard. And they would get there, <laughs> Butch.
2: And He would be like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> you know, have to come up with on the In fly. our game of rodeo <laughs>
1: And I'm sure Hadley had some good uh, off uh, mic moments that those are the hey, best,
0: Hadley. I one story I think I can tell it since we're we're all friends. Absolutely. Yeah, this is rope chat, let it go. Say it, let it go, <laughs> I man. Used to, I used to do a really good Hadley, I really can't do it anymore, but he was he was interviewing Scott Mendes. And he's like, Scott, you're pretty tall for a bull rider and he said, You and Owen Washburn, you're pretty tall. Who's the tallest? And uh and uh Scott says, well, we measured up in the locker room, and he's got me by half an inch. And I, I'm telling you, which <laughs> I both fell over completely. So but there, there are other Hadleyisms that, that we have in there. So when I, if I ever write a book, there'll be a chapter on you Hadley. You got to. You yep. have
1: to because you've seen so much. And you've, you've been the, I don't, and I'm going to say a rump word, a documentor, Do- I uh, you know, of, of, of rodeo. For thirty years, your catalog. I've had catalog, a, front a seat to some
0: pretty cool stuff. Your so, catalog,
1: no. uh, you know, obviously now you and you've had it for a long time. Your production company, uh, it's I and now <laughs> apparently it's getting. There's a there's a great little Facebook page that you, that just plays clips. You know, just one ride or whatever. But it, it's so great. You know, you're seeing Glenn Keeley and Christian on Promise 1998
2: land. in Tucson or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, I I I know this. Uh, this is my broadcasting experience okay so at san antonio this year i got to um, interview the mutton busting champion but before you i would get to meet these kids and in the back of my mind i knew which kids i wanted to win because i knew they would talk so i can imagine as a sideline reporter or a commentator when you have to talk to somebody you are wanting certain cowboys to do good because you don't want to talk to the other dipshits that are a bad interview is that not correct
0: that's 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 true yeah absolutely like, who's the I, worst I interview yeah, you've I would ever know had? That. You don't have to say names; just say the name. Oh now you can. <laughs> can I? Can I tell you the? I really got to pull it because I I have the PRCA archive. They were nice enough to hire me to digitize it all. And to be honest with you, I've kept it under wraps for a long time. But I really I really need to pull it out, and I um, I may just let you guys debut it. But it was Tucson, Arizona. Please do. And uh, it's back in the '90s, and they have a, a guy from Brazil that entered the bull riding. And it's Adriano Moraes. Yeah. Nobody ever heard of him. It's like the first road, big rodeo win that he had there. And so he doesn't speak English. So in those days, we shot it, you know, and then posted it in Tulsa. So I did all the interviews. So he, Adriano wins, and he comes back there, and, and uh, his wife's with him. We're trying to figure out how we're going to be able to communicate with him. And uh, Charlie Sampson comes up, and he goes, oh, you're good. I did the bull riding school down there in, in uh, Brazil. I can interpret. So I go. Uh, I go Charlie Simpson." yeah charlie simpson i go hey fantastic ask him about you know how does it feel to get your first big win in america and he turns to me and he goes how does it feel to get your first big win in america and i don't want to insult anybody and and so at that point in time i'm i'm good with with the crew and everybody but it's when i i let charlie ask the second question when they were like what in the hell are you thinking? <laughs> like so, I could do the yeah. exact same thing <laughs> just exactly.
2: because you slowed down. <laughs> do <the> you understand <laughs> the words that are yeah. coming out of my mouth? Well, and bro. I know that about his uh, the way that Adrian talked because here's something kind of cool that you may not know, and you may not know. When he first came to the States, he came to Abbeville, Kansas. My grandpa Floyd picked him up at the Wichita, Kansas airport because when he flew over, he uh, Lyle Sankey had rodeo schools in Abbeville on Thanksgiving and Easter, like big rodeo schools, so Adriano uh, got in touch with Lyle, and so he's going to come over uh, in Kansas and practice with at Lyle Sankey School. So the first week that Adriano was in the country was in my grandma's basement. Really? Yeah. Wow. I
1: did not know that.
2: Yeah. It, my dad said he was the same way. With Do you know how to fix fence? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I remember I was, you know. Adrian, this is years ago because I mean Adrian, he he ain't a pup, you know. But I remember being young. I'm like, what knee? What the hell is this guy? Like, yeah. I've never it was a bull riding him. revolution. I don't
1: yes. think that's
0: what it was. I yeah. thought
1: I thought a it Brazilian, started the Brazilian wave started. I mean, yeah, right there, But didn't he? Isn't he the last guy to ride all ten? Yeah. Yeah. At he is. Yeah. There's been
2: what three? What year was
1: that? Yeah.
0: Ninety four. Oh, yeah. Is
2: it ninety four? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I looking at you for? So, yeah. I got him. Got rump. I wish that... <laughs> I've, I've told this before to a lot of people, and anybody that knows me out there listening will know, my mind sucks. I, can, I can't remember birthdays, when bills are due, like important stuff, but I am... My head is full of useless rodeo knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay? But, uh, you know, back when he first came over, I thought a Brazilian was something you got on your crotch. <laughs> 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 it it actually, is. Yeah, yeah, but not... Not that kind, but yeah, Adriano he <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely started, and uh, he's got to be he's got to be fifty, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh easy. Yeah,
0: he's yeah he still did, did, he's kind of the he kind of commentates sometimes, don't he? A little bit. A li- you know that Pablo who's their um their interpreter over there now. Oh, but um, Pablo Krimber Pablo Krimber yeah, yeah. Um, he's their their interpreter, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously I'm on a different side of the fence in the PBR, but you see him on there, you know, from time to time, and and uh, he's a for bull rider, he's a pretty good sized guy too. Yeah, I, mean, he's he, a,
1: I remember that was the first time you saw that. I, I mean, I can re- the the shirt sleeve
2: rolled up. No, he would not he, just, just, he just roll it up. He would he would roll it up until his nipple was showing. <laughs> I mean, do you remember that? But mm-hmm. his bicep. He wouldn't even have his arm taped. He was like urban cowboy style where he just take. Like, one one little deal right around the leather glove, <laughs> you know, like you'd have one person spotting him and one person spotting his bicep. <laughs> I mean, that dude—he was good, but he wasn't like everybody said that he wasn't, you know, hard on bulls. I mean, just—I
0: I don't know. Might squoze him a little bit, but um, like George Paul, kind of, kind of. Yeah, you, I don't, you guys probably heard all the George Paul stories. Yeah, he was really in yep. shape, guy. Yeah, kind of like that style of a bull rider, but
2: George Paul rode 79 in so. a row. Seventy nine in a row.
1: We need to have a rodeo trivia stump the rump.
2: Oh, you can't stump.
1: Maybe the we rump. could do that on that. Uh, you know, on the show on the Cowboy Channel. <clears throat> I my mind is full of useless
0: knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you should sometimes you're with those guys from that generation, ask them some George Paul stories. That, that's a movie. I mean, it really is a movie. I, I I wish that I could pull that together and do a movie. I I would have done a documentary on them, but there's no footage anywhere. Like no video anywhere. Yeah. Shape or form, and it's hard to do a good one, you know, yeah. with with just a still picture. Yeah, it's
1: not like you're doing, you know, the Michael Jordan where and, yeah. you the know everything's dance. been chronicled on video for. Yeah. Did you watch the, the Last
0: Dance? I did, and I want to do some stuff like that on the Cowboy. I do too. I'm already starting amazing. to put those pieces. Together. Please do, yeah. please
1: do, because there's so many good stories, um, and we have
0: know, and we have that kind of footage with some people.
1: And I think and and then you know and I I, I want to get the real because again we talked about this the other day when the rodeo business. Everybody's always so afraid to say anything negative. Yeah, you know that's like being um, him, by that's, that's why talk shit I, on everybody. I think yeah. that shows us that uh, it's naive, and it shows you know how we're not the NFL, NBA because you get you can watch uh, you know afternoon sports talk and they can just rip everybody. Yeah, if you? But if I sat there and said Casey 30, Field. Yeah. Rode terribly last night, and this is just hypothetical. This is not true. But, you know, and oh, you know, that time he, this time off has been bad and that injury is really affecting him. I would be an asshole, oh, a yeah. jerk. They would kill no you on good. Facebook. They and again, be, that was yeah. hypothetical. I was just hypothetical. Nope, that's Casey not true. Casey right is better. just as strong as ever. <laughs> anyway. But um, you're,
2: you're totally right about that. That is one thing where in, in broadcast or uh, if we did a 30 for 30, um, kind of a a rodeo show if you said anything bad about anybody they're going to just murder you on social media because that's the that's the society we're living in but like in the the last dance with michael jordan you know he 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 come out said he goes i was a dick you know and and they kind of showed some of his being a dick but
1: because i i think one of the greatest uh and and obviously you you were there the whole through the whole thing but it was the battle of cody and Fred Whitfield, uh, that for years. And throw in, you know, Joe in the later years and then maybe some Blair Burke and stuff like that, you know. But at the NFR, and, and they always didn't get along. <laughs> Let's no, just say
0: that, you know. But they were, but you know what they needed? They needed each other. Exactly. And what they win, like eight out of nine years or something, I have to go back and look. Don't quote me on that. But, yeah, they needed each other. I mm-hmm. mean, great rivals. And, and uh, it's it's better that they weren't great friends, you know, because they, they both just – Showed up and backed in the box and didn't really each care. Other. Didn't really care about the other thirteen guys that were roping. I just want to beat that guy right there. Yeah. And uh, and if you beat that guy right there, you're, you're probably going to be a world win champion. the world champion. That's yeah.
2: when the old uh, Fred Whitfield polished the buckle, raised the roof. Yeah. And uh, Cody O would throw his string into the stands and get fined. And
1: see those years at the NFR like Sid Steiner. Taking a shirt off and flexing. I wish. I mean, yeah. I wish Sid, we had which, Sid Steiner now. Which uh, the commissioner find get, his ass you're on you're that about to one. Get his me
0: mini tell. me. <laughs> Hopefully, we're about to get his mini me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and rocker. But.
1: Yeah, uh, we we have uh, we're uh, on our studio. Uh, we're guests we have here at the beautiful Peterson House in Eric in Cave Creek, Arizona. We have the Commissioner uh, Carl Stressman and his beautiful wife. And uh, yeah, so I'm throwing him under the bus <laughs> if you can hear the laughing in the background. But
2: but I, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great audience we have today. <laughs> but you know, seriously though, those if he could do like a thirty for thirty, uh, there there's so many cool um, storylines. But I, I you know I think like a probably like Donnie Gay would be a cool thirty for thirty, and uh, sure you know um, guys like that because. How much how much archives does the rodeo world have like video Matters footage? Matters has got it all.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it's, I mean he, go I mean, going really. back,
2: Say Oklahoma City uh NFR footage. What do we have as far as footage goes and who has the who has that footage and the rights? Like where does all that pile up, I well, guess. Jeff Matters or Reed Flake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> rodeo Video, Snowflake, <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> I guy. mean, <laughs> the Cowboy Channel has the rights that's now I think for the most part But what You know it's, it's Obviously it's kind of archaic And wasn't documented like it was You know in the last 25 years Keep in mind when When we did the NFR in 1991 We only televised around 8, 9, and 10 oh,
1: that's So really?
0: Yeah Oh yeah It was the best gig ever Butch and I would show up We sat in the PRCA suite Rounds one through six, we drank beer. We didn't have to show us the exit, but, you know, by, by the you time the rodeo bastards. was over, it was what we called research. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was yeah. research, and then we just televised the last, I think, for the first three years. We just did the last three rounds, and then huh. they said, ah, oh, we need to do all ten. So that's when you get really good stuff from... From all 10 rounds. When like was the 19, first year they did all 10? I think 94, 95. God, and then this
1: is w- obviously way before DVR. Yeah. And yep. you'd have to, you know, stay up late enough to, because, you, you you know, my dad couldn't stay up late enough. So he'd have to, you know, hit record and then oh. go to bed yep. and then, you know, watch it the next day. And, and uh, because you came on it. It was 1130 late. at night or yep. whatever it was. Well,
0: ESPN is even worse. A lot of yeah. times we would start at, at 9 Pacific when when it would come on. So right now, don't quote me on this, but there's a movement from from our side to get them to back the NFR up an hour, and start that thing instead of starting at 6:45, um, let's start at 5:45, you know, just because if you're watching the NBA Finals, and they're playing in Los Angeles, it's not starting at seven Pacific. Right. It's starting at you know at, at, at seven o'clock Eastern time, or eight o'clock Eastern time. Well, and, and just from a demo- from from a television viewer standpoint, uh, I think that will help the ratings dramatically. We never had cable. Uh- ever still
2: don't but when i was so when i was little we would have to go into abbeville kansas mm-hmm. and uh we knew a guy that had a satellite dish so on school nights you would go in there and twelve thirty at night the nfr would come on and uh then the next day you're just wrecked at school for the next 10 days but i remember growing up like i couldn't wait and even in college um we would go to walmart and uh we would buy the biggest tv there was and then we watch it during the NFR. Then we take it back after. Oh, to that get is our money such back. a Rumford move. Like,
0: <laughs> that's ingenuity right <laughs> there. It's ingenuity yeah. right there. We,
2: oh, you. Oh. We also did that during the Super Bowl and the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> so, you could get away with it back then, but we wanted to watch the rodeo. Like, and there's there's what. I don't even know what to say. And you know what? <laughs> that's uh, that's cool. The cool thing about this, like with uh the rodeo we're at right now, with Cave Creek being live. I mean. Yeah, we don't have any spectators, but I, everybody I know has has said, man, it's great to watch. Like, everybody's watching it. So, it's, you know, people want to see it. And there's so many old fat dudes in Kansas and Oklahoma that have every rodeo DVR'd. You know, Rodney Boots has probably watched San Antonio over 100 times. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it's a. Uh, is he an old fat guy? Yeah, he is an old fat guy. Okay. And he's a rum chat listener, and I'll say it. <laughs> okay. And I'm a young fat guy, so I can say that. All right. <laughs> but um to to get that footage out and but like uh I think Roy Duval would be a outstanding 30 for 30. Oh man, well, there's a ton. He was
1: wild. And that's a good thing with the Cowboy Channel is giving the opportunity now because like you said for years ESPN you barely you got I mean minute space to do anything and you you couldn't.
0: Yeah, and now we can do anything. Can I tell a Roy Duval story? I would Please love that. Do. Okay, so my dad um had a few vices, but he loved to race quarter horses. So he had a you know he had a quarter horse barn and what the weird thing about it was, is when we lived out there you know he, we didn't do much because we, we moved into town we still had a ranch but anyway I'll, I'll go I digress so anyway we wound up with a crop-eared mare she was she was really fast, and so we wound up with a match race and at that point in time this would have been in the uh, in the the late 70s or early 80s it was at that point in time it was the richest match race ever run in Oklahoma ten grand, and uh, they came to my dad and the deal and. The the ten grand on the other side came from Roy Duvall and another guy from Tallahina, so uh, it's probably the Huddleston's. No, no, it wasn't one of the Huddlestons. Was it? No. they're Tallahina. Yeah, oh yeah, I know them really well. Grew up with them. Uh, so we ran this at Wildcat Junction outside of Henrietta, and so uh, I was actually on the the wrong side from Roy and that. And my dad, the la- with the week leading into the race, made me sleep in the barn <laughs> on a couple of bales of hay with guns to make sure nobody came in and tampered with really? the horse. Yeah, he won ten grand that day too. So, <laughs> so yeah. You think a gun would have shot stopped Roy Duval? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not sure I would have even woken up. He could just come in and done whatever he wanted to. That,
2: but. that Roy, though, uh, you know that dude. Yeah, you you would need something bigger than a gun. Oh yeah, that Roy has got hands the size of a frying pan, and uh, he he told some old stories. And I got to be there when he ran his very last steer at the Duval jackpot. One of the last years they had it outside, but he was telling some wild stories from the, the when the o- Oklahoma City FR about how. As soon as they would throw their steer, they would crawl over the fence and go right to the beer stand. And, I mean, those guys, they would say, you know, Roy would say, I'm a little crazy. I might hit you with my fist, but my brother Bill, he might hit you with a pipe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, those guys were wild. Then you got Riley Duval, who's just the nicest guy ever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. I Roy is uh, Roy Duval is one of my heroes. He's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. And Roy and Spud. And uh, Spud's another great story. But there are so many cool storylines, like – it just – the more you think about it, the more you're like, this guy,
0: this guy, yeah, this guy. Yeah, I know. You it it just takes money and time. Fred versus Cody, though, would be the first that, one I'd do. Oh, I, my amen. God. And, and dude, I'm glad you yeah, say that because
1: yeah. I think that is – that was
2: such a battle for a decade. And not knocking anybody now, but I remember in those days when the tie-down roping was wow. like the tits. It you was, could not wait. Like, it was, it was so – you know, it was
1: the event everybody wanted to see more than I would. You know, it was you it, wanted to see Billy at Bauer in the Bronc ride oh yeah. or, you know, uh, the bull
2: riding. You know, it was what it was. But that's what you wanted to see was that matchup. Fred versus cut. Ka- oh, my gosh, that'd be that would be the one. And, and uh, just those dudes just went at each other and, and you could, you know, gosh, the great, gosh, the greatest night that.
1: in calf open when uh, what was the times when they broke the record? Jeff Chapman came out and or no Jeff Chapman Jeff Chapman said no Dr- Cody go, said it
2: 686 Jerome six, broke eight, it six, once seven, and he had seven. it for two two uh runs. My old brother-in-law, he he broke the record and then like two
0: then it got broke like three more times in that same perf. Yeah. And Cody was the one that wound up with it cuz Cody that's and right. Cody and Trevor I think are both at 65. Oh. You know, and that's just But
1: that place would – and that was when and that was when you know the announcers could talk and, and Benji was turned they were turned loose And the D it was I like 120 dB it was so loud in there but it was not not that it isn't now but you know there was a Talman yes go Cody Cody you know and he's just and that place is just going nuts like oh my god people were it was and, and run still, through a wall I still mean Talman and, and Benji would hit that that the, the Kid Rock you know cowboy and that,
2: that place When I hear that song when I hear cowboy from Kid Rock I think Cody Ole.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know? He, he was, was fearless. He roped like he was roping in his backyard. Because he did, what, what Cody Ole didn't give a
2: shit. Yeah. You know, he literally did not give a shit about nothing. And that's what I think – I always liked Cody because it he was – that's one thing that made him stand out to me was he don't care. Yeah. You know, he's going to take around the barrier. If, you know, <laughs> I don't give a damn what you think. I'm going to go try to win. But Strand, Blair, uh Cody uh, – yeah, gosh, dang. Who else was in the mix? Blair Burke, yeah. uh, who is just a great guy. <laughs> I don't like Blair Burke. I'll say it on here. I think Blair Burke is a douche. You know why? <laughs> yeah, please tell us. Vernal, Utah, right? <laughs>
1: oh, I remember this story.
2: I'm down at the back end. You gets so butthurt about things. I did not get butthurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm down at the back end. I'm not even saying nothing. Okay. Blair runs his calf and his horse don't work. I still haven't said a word. Okay. So, anyhow, I'm just at the back end. So, his horse don't work and the calf gets up. Oh, cool. And so, anyhow, thank you. Well, cocktail waitress out here. And, I was just going to
1: uh, say, we need to get Gold Buckle Beer brand. And I must have offended her. <laughs> I must have offended her. <laughs> the guy, well, she knows she knows to take care of Rump chat. Sorry. So, uh, Who are you again?
2: <laughs> so his horse doesn't work. Well, then he tells the rodeo committee his horse didn't work because the clown was in the way. Yeah. I it was at the back end of the arena. But maybe me and Blair could make up someday. I don't know. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's not listening. But, <laughs> you know, um, I don't even know where I was going. I've digressed.
1: Yeah. Well, let's take a gold bucket. Let's take a gold bucket beer break. And, uh. We'll be right back with uh, more of the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeff Meadows. We'll be right back.
2: Yeah, you do. Pretty cool Okie, we got with us. We don't burn no drive carts down on Main Street. Or Southeast Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> we like living right, being free. <laughs> huh.
1: Welcome back. We got the and Jeff Metters, the man who is uh, chronicalized. What am I doing, chronicalized? You've you're been with I'm me I'm struggling. Like, you're I making am. shit
2: up like I do. <laughs> well, we actually, we've
1: missed rodeo so much that... Rump has announced every run of slack here at Cave Creek, and there has been a lot of slack. And I have sat there and played music. It's been fun, though. It's been it's been a lot of fun. But that's we we, we did 126 tripping runs, steer tripping. Was, that's how much we've missed rodeo. But it's good. Yeah.
2: I'm glad that's, that we're we're got and to we day were there off. till
1: almost 1 a.m. last night with slack. But that's what's just it's so awesome. We we really appreciate the Cowboy Channel being here, the Cave Creek for all the work that they put in yeah. to have this because the eyes of the world, rodeo world, are on it's, Cave Creek right and now. And that's
2: what I keep telling everybody, like, nobody can complain because this committee has paid the money to have a rodeo knowing they're not going to sell a single ticket, not one ticket. So to, to for the sponsors and everybody to go, we're still going to have it. And to televise it has just been amazing. Like, you just can't. Thank anybody enough because, you know, what if they didn't do it? We still want to be and so it's it's good. And there are some other rodeos. Medi- uh, the Medicine uh, Creek Rodeo, or Medicine, Mike Greenleaf. Um, Gr- they Greensbur- had, Greensboro? They had Greensburg, Kansas this weekend, um, an amateur event. They had the biggest crowd they've ever had. Yeah. And so people are ready to rodeo. Somebody had to rip the
1: Band-Aid off, and they're doing And it was a, a huge joint effort with, obviously, the committee here. Uh, the PRCA and the Cowboy Channel for all that they're doing, and and uh, it's a different way to rodeo, you know. And we're sitting there and think, you know, and glad you're here to help Doug Mathis, our announcer, because and because it's really hard to sit there and and do a rodeo with well, sixty people in the stands, and you know, you've and, never worked rodeo in Kimball, Nebraska, then. I, uh, <laughs> we call
0: are making you take television breaks. Yeah, so. and yeah, and so yeah, we had forty minutes of
1: television when they when when. When they tell us, uh, yeah, before the barrel race in 10 minutes.
2: <laughs> like, what the hell are we going to talk about for 10 minutes? Well, I don't think the people, in
1: the, the we let they, they didn't 60 care. people. We explained to them at the beginning, hey, there's going to be breaks, but this is on TV. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah thanks to Sean Casty for telling us. Well, last night he's doing this, he's you know, rolling you it the- with his finger. To me, that says, go. let's go. No, Sean was saying, keep going, like keep talking. So <laughs> I go, hey, let's go. No, no. I said in the rodeo business it's this and I give another hand signal. Yeah. Anyway, that's, side story.
2: So the the sixty people And that's another that's a universal signal of uh <laughs> I love you too. You don't know anything in, in TV. <laughs> Number one. Have you never watched Wayne's World? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Count out. The, the The two s- one is silent. Yeah, so the, the, the live T V thing's been a little different for me because we've never done it. But so there but there is sixty people that the sponsors get to socially distance at the rodeo and then go downtown with the other 4,000 people at yeah. the bar. They, you can't get in uh, Heralds or, or the Buffalo, or the
1: chip. Buffalo yeah. chip. There's thousands of people, and but yet we can't have them through it anyway.
2: That's but, a whole other discussion. Yeah, it's, but at least we're getting on live TV, and and um, which is what well, we want to talk to you, your, your new venture. Um, that
0: yeah, you're now uh, the the GM? It's probably new adventure, maybe not necessarily new adventure. adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> More of a new a, adventure, yeah. What's the difference in venture versus adventure? Well, <coughs> uh, one seems business-minded, and the other one, I think, you need to pack like uh, anything could happen. So, oh. I'm packing like anything could happen. That's just one. Rump's yep. life. He packs yep. like anything can happen because <laughs> it could. <laughs> Shit, it might. I don't know.
1: Um, yeah. So, so you're you're now the the general manager um, of the Cowboy Channel, which is outstanding. I'm so glad that they went in that way because no one, no one is even in your ballpark for this job to 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 put rodeo out there on the screen so what uh i mean how are you guys getting through things i know you've been you you obviously were reaching for content because you had our dumb asses on and uh which was
0: oh i got plans for you two uh, yes yes plans for you two go ahead <laughs> you have a checkbook with you buddy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a little little hard to little hard for uh, you know the ads the, the sales team it's it's struggling. By the way, uh,
0: if you would well, like it, to
1: sponsor, please email us at Rumpchat. Everybody,
0: it's such a hard time to do we will anything. sell anything. Yeah, it's a little tricky down that line. I, I think I, I officially became the uh, took that job March first, I think, and then mm-hmm. you Ooh. know my birthday was March twelfth, which was the worst birthday I've ever had. Yeah, right? everything pandemic. got canceled yeah. on March twelfth yeah. except the Masters because they, they saved that for the next day. Thank goodness, but yeah, the which is a enjoy, real dagger enjoy. to your heart. Yeah, you're my, a huge golf. My fan. wife and I are sitting at Papacito's in Fort Worth uh, on March 13th. My birthday is March 12th, and the ESPN's on there. We're we eating lunch, and the full screen says March 12th, the day sports died. So that gives you an idea how good my <laughs> birthday was. <laughs> but, and then Another that, margarita, please. And it created an entire whole new uh, approach to what we we're going to do at the Cowboy Channel. So, thank goodness we have an archive full of NFRs and. So yeah, what, you had to come up like with the last the, six, and that well, was that was fun. The,
1: the forty nights, uh, you know, NFR and he, the
0: Texas rodeos. Like it's yep. been, it's been a lot of good watching. Yeah, and the ratings have stayed fantastic. As a matter of fact, and obviously everybody's having to shelter in place, sure. so you have a captive audience. But uh, the numbers have been really good.
1: Well, I tell you what, and it's getting new fans of rodeo. My brother's a firefighter in Kansas City, and he they watch. Now they've got guys that obviously never even seen a horse you know you know beside in, in person so but now they're rodeo fans because they've been watching you know my brother will have it on and and then you know they start to watch it and then they start to know guys i mean that's what it's all about right is to spread the audience and uh and get new fans and and even these reruns are doing it, it it's pretty cool
2: and i'm not trying to stick up for myself or anything but i know i'm a big guy right uh, yeah. But on some of the telecasts, I look even bigger on TV. Well, the camera, too. So I've, I've joked around me about two. it. But <laughs> seriously, the camera adds weight. And I know I'm a big dude.
1: 10 pounds and there's, what, you have five cameras out there? So, yeah. It's you're 50 gonna... pounds.
0: <laughs> T- is, that, is that true? Yep, for me and you, too. it is. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. For me <laughs> and you, it is. It
1: really is. Well, that's why I like that jib camera. Because it shoots, you know, from up above and down. And then... It, cleans yeah. up this cleans up this under the chin area I had
2: to wear that red uh, jersey at San Antonio I look like a basketball cruising around the <laughs> arena <laughs>
1: I would say more of a beach ball
2: <laughs> yeah beach basketball it's, you know I, I don't know Anyway do
1: you have, what else? yeah back to it, back to our guest sorry My um, bad so what do you do you have a I mean what do you got coming up I mean I mean obviously it's still in limbo so if everything goes on right now where uh what's the next rodeo
0: well, next weekend they're going to – Oh, that's right. I'm going to uh, be there. It's, it's the, the Super Series. are finishing up the Houston side of it. Even though Houston's, I mean, not necessarily uh, 100% attached to it down that line. But, yeah, we're going to do seven performances, I think. In, yep. In is it two closed? Two a quarter days. Right now it is, yeah. I, and I think it'll stay that Will way. Will it be at the uh, Cowtown Coliseum? It is, which I love. It's yeah. Like stepping back in time. I've, it I've is always cool. enjoyed
2: that venue. It's, yeah. We, yeah. We've got to work some – I've got to work a uh, tough heat bull riding there. Uh, tough Coopers roping. When it was uh, back when they had steer wrestling um, in college, we'd go down on the weekends. Uh, and oh, and go to North the side. month of November,
1: the Cowtown Rodeo. You'd you see Trevor Brazil there oh, because yeah. the yeah, arena's uh, yeah, the, the arena's similar to size wise of the NFR. So they just – they drive down there and enter the rodeo, and, I mean, gives them a little competition or whatever, and, I mean, they're not going to win a bunch, but it gives them that, yeah, tune-up.
2: On, on a side note, I always thought Cowtown would be the most awesome venue for a 15-man bullfight, like with that, you know, kind of dark, you know, mysterious old school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but what you know, they're going it now? Uh, th-
0: when I started this – Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> when I started this adventure – Um, I had no idea how cool (laughs) he uh, air quoted that (laughs) I had had no idea how cool Fort Worth was. And I've all, you know, you always love the, you know, the stockyards, but these guys have come in and and then, and they've re-energized it. It's going to be high end in terms of the shops. Everything they're putting in, but they're going to overhaul the Coliseum, I think, and modernize it a little bit. Well, the studio—we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff out of there.
2: Your guys' studio is amazing. I like yeah, it too. Yeah, it's cool. Much so it's a—it's an old cell barn. The old cell barn in Fort Worth. Uh, for anybody that's seen uh, Western Sports Roundup or anything uh, on Cowboy Channel, which I'm sure most people have, with the the horse in the corner. Oh. Trigger, uh, trigger 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 and
0: bullet over so there. so that
2: it's it's set up just like a cell bar but it's just all cleaned up and it's got the old pictures it's so so awesome it's got rooms where you can put coolers and slam white claws <laughs> me <laughs> and jake I, finley and hairbone bone and, and <laughs> i need a. don't I,
0: tell the general manager that uh, uh <laughs> no they they said it's okay <laughs> what i need in there is like a, a cowboy tonight show i think jimmy kimmel just got to find a couple of guys that are creative down that yeah. line I could do it, but I'll keep mm. looking, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wonder, looking right who now. I wonder so. how it
1: has quarter million downloads on a podcast. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Who could we get that? I'll have to look and see.
2: But that's, uh, that studio is
0: just so cool. He, th- there's so many cool things you can do with that. I mean. And we will do. And that really is Trigger and Bullet. I mean, uh, and I'm talking to my father-in-law literally a few weeks ago in, in Tulsa, and he, something came up about Roy Rogers. He's like, yeah, they closed that museum. He goes, did you know they even sold Trigger and Bullet? And I said, I, I do know. I got a pretty good idea where they are. As a you want to side. meet them?
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to pet them? It is kind of cr- creepy to have a s- sixty-five-year-old stuffed, stuffed horse. horse in the corner. <laughs> yeah, because no matter
2: no matter where you go, that horse's eyes follow you. I've noticed that, like in a painting. You didn't notice that? <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I guess I didn't it, look into his eyes. I guess I guess that must. Where are we going? I'm I'm talking about the horse handbone. Let's it, talk Cowboy Channel. Yeah.
1: So we got Houston. Uh, uh, the rounds next week, which i uh, excited I get to be a part of. Uh, Bobby T, we're going to do the same thing and announce two empty seats. But whatever. Those in the building will have a really fun time. So, take
2: us – because I'm not 100%. So, they're just going to finish the Super Series.
1: Yeah, I think there's one
2: uh, – But the rounds are only going to pay
1: 800 bucks. I don't know what the payout is. But I think the the one performance of, of, of three, uh, Super Series three, and then – yeah, the three from Super Series four and and three for five. Yeah, and they're not doing the semifinals or the wild card or any of the finals like that. I, I
2: so it's just it's just rounding out the Super Series.
1: Correct. Interesting. And I think the points, the money may not be equal, but they're going to get the points, right? Right. Because now it's a point system. Even though you may win ten thousand dollars, you get ten thousand points, right? Am, yeah. am I correct?
0: That's so, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean. just.
1: Rock faces off. <laughs> Who are you gonna? <laughs> Bob Tallman's. Tallman's. Can you imagine what Tallman's gonna say? Oh wow! When nobody's in there. Well, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> you know, you yeah, never know what never. Bob Tallman's gonna say. Did you do TV with Bobby? Oh no, my. I never have. We've I never have
0: upgraded. Um, I just bought a half a side of beef from him, though. So. Did you get into Bobby T's beef? I did, yes, because it looks fantastic. So. It is.
1: He's he's very into it.
2: I uh I always thought it'd be kind of cool at the NFR to um. For, for I don't know if – because the demographics in rodeo are so different than – you know, there's so many different – like, from the young and old. But, well, like, you know what? My favorite sports to watch in hand bones to college football, Amen. okay? Oh. And one of my favorite things my since it started has been college game day. Waking up on the fall and that morning seeing Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet and yeah, the, 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 the signs – I think it would be so cool, like during the NFR, you know, every morning to to have like a group of four dudes like that and do the, at the end of the day, do the picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and, well, because I love Lee Corso. Lee Corso is kind of like Tallman, a crazy it, old man. That's, you know.
1: And, and, and you've got, you know, Herb Street who takes, I mean, those of, of us in the biz production so, side can see how much Herb Street takes care of Corso. Cause he gets so lost, and, and Herb Street just leans in and he'll kind of nudging back to where he was going. Uh, I love that show. I, right. My dream job is to be Kirk Herb Street spotter in the
2: booth. Cause <laughs> how cool would that be if you did that? And you have the celebrity guest picker pull up in the Ram truck. With they. all
1: the screaming uh, college kids behind us. Well, I know if you'd have no, you would. <laughs> But you could Everybody's have a bunch. Everybody's hungover in the morning at the NFR.
2: Well, you could have a bunch of people there because there's – with all the trade shows and everything, that if it was cool to watch. And then you open the back door and then you have your celebrity guest picker that comes and picks his top three contestants in the rough stock.
0: Because, you know, the is yeah. just so hard to pick. But, but, yeah, you know, we're doing two hours leading into the, the perf. That's yeah. something we could definitely do this year. Yeah. You know, down that line. Because we'll do one show, you know, two hours before it starts. It's – a little more on what's happening around Vegas, and then a hardcore pre-show. So red carpet stuff with the with the yeah. contestants arriving. Definitely something we could do this year.
2: Did you ever see the old footage of the the Wrangler bullfight days when Rex Dunn and those guys all were in tuxes for the first first round of the bullfights? They pulled up with a limo and and they all got out wearing full tuxes. I don't remember that.
0: That was awesome. We should. In the in, in the nineties, you know, we would do the bullfights. because yep. It would happen at the NFR. Yeah. And of course, ESPN. We were on such a time crunch; you'd never get to see it all. <sighs> we try to save some time, and you know, um, and show as much as we could when it was all said and done. And there's some pretty major wrecks in that puppy. Oh, you know, it was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, because they're, they're fighting. We'd we'll catch them one night. Woof. There.
1: Well, they they there'd be a you know there'd be a Mexican fighting bull, and then the next time you're fi- fighting some big bald faced big. Just Black mad horn, killer Brendel, and I'm Just. Bummed,
0: and I'm bummed out I didn't do it when Crooked Nose
1: was going. Oh. So, yeah. I've
2: I've watched all that footage and that. Yeah. Ugh. Rump probably you probably fought Crooked Nose, didn't you? No, you've done so much. I've not fought Crooked Nose. I wouldn't even want to be in the same building as Crooked Nose. That dude hit Dwayne Hargo senior so hard it knocked him out on the barrel. <laughs> like that bull was so mean he hooked people that weren't even there. Think about that <laughs> at the rodeo.
0: Now. Getting Shut back. up, Hambo. <laughs> that was funny as shit. Uh, Everybody's laughing well, now, Hambo. So, Wait, to make me look bad. You're more in that school of thought, but from what I understand, the stories that I've heard is that everybody tried to go off horn because he only had one horn. And they went to the off horn, and he just knew that's where you were going. Well, And so from what I understand, that Liesl Harris was saying, hey, boys, go the other way. And that's when they started kind of getting around him and conquering him.
1: Because bulls with one horns on – the, the side that, that doesn't have the horn, they're more flexible because when when they go back to get flies or whatever off their back, they reach farther because on the other side they have the horn, so they don't have to reach so far. So they're more flexible on the uh, no horn side. Trust me. I, I've been doing bullfights <laughs> since they came back. I haven't seen the footage.
0: But I know I, what I'm talking about. Okay. Hambo. But I can't remember if it was Rex Dunn. Somebody got BFO. really obliterated. That was Rex. The night before, and then drew crooked nose. And, and Butch Knoll said he shouldn't have. He should not have been competing. That 1988. Yeah, and he said he walked out there and he does this, and they kick the gate and crooked nose like radar. Right he said he never even moved. That was but, on the sports
2: machine uh, yeah.
0: with, uh, George, with we, George Michael. Michael. We, we YouTube yeah. that at Denver, remember? That's Rex right. Dunn,
2: the renaissance man. <laughs>
1: stepping the up there. George Michael's sports machine. Wasn't it George? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: He, he's, he did a lot of stuff with Lane and Lane tough and tough. those guys. He Back was, in the 80s. So the, my first boss in television was a, a guy named Rick Wells, in Midland Odessa Texas he was the news director and so Rick and I got to be really good friends He was George Michaels producer for a long time and he would say George Michaels would call you at 3 in the morning And he'd be like who the hell is calling me you answer your phone's George I want all the stuff you can get a Pete Rose sliding head first. tomorrow bam hangs the phone up And uh, he said that the day he quit he walked into George's office and George was typing And he goes George and he goes yeah I quit he said good and Never looked up, <laughs> never acknowledged them, never looked up. Wow. Good. Yeah, not 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 a lot of people skills, but obviously pretty cutting edge for He's what like, he did. Yeah, and he before before Sports Center and things down that line.
1: Yeah, and he he I mean when he got in with Lane and Tough and in those days, I mean that was the first time I think probably rodeo was in the main yeah. sports well, scene. That
0: story he did on Lane when when Lane was killed in Cheyenne. That's, that's I've got it. You know, it's it's yeah. incredible. It, that, yeah.
2: he, you know, and he'd uh, George Michael. You can is, YouTube
0: that by the way if you uh george michael
1: lane frost youtube that if y'all are out there and want to see some cool stuff which reminds
0: me that i used some of that footage in bullseye with tough heat and i don't think i've paid nbc sports for it yet so i need to don't don't we won't say shit can you edit that out no we can't nope it's live we're live right now (laughs) um also uh
2: you're talking about george paul and the course one of the coolest bull rides the george paul memorial in del rio uh george michael he also did the uh, a segment from the George Paul back in the day with those yep. guys. and When the George Paul was the George Paul? Yeah.
0: Did I, you ever do that? No. I've been to the Disney version several times, though. I,
2: I got to work <laughs> yes. it. I got to yeah. work at one time, and uh, it was so much fun because kids today will never know how much fun Bad Company Rodeo was, you know, back in the day. Like, you know, I'm that, 30.
1: Well, Bad Company started
2: what I do. I mean, yeah. they were the first ones Mac, to play the rock music and Mac all that. Mac Altizer Changed, changed rodeo the, for the better. But at Del Rio, that was uh you know Mac's hometown, but at every bad company rodeo back in the day, on Saturday was the pool party. Every Saturday at every rodeo when they had uh Pecos, Bandera, um shoot Garden City, Del Rio. Rosenberg. Yeah. So on Saturday was the pool party. So what, what Mac and those guys would do is they would just post up. They would send Junior and a couple uh, Casey Casey Dugan out to take care of the livestock, and they would buy just a ton of beer. I mean, tons of beer, and everybody would just hang out at the pool, and just it was the bad company pool party. And there's everybody that the older generation will remember those. So at Del Rio uh, was the when I got to clown it. When I was young, I never got to go to the pool party because you know I, I was couldn't drink and too little and. Whatever, so... Liar. I was so excited to get to go to a pool party at the Ramada in Del Rio, and I'm DJing by the pool. And uh, there is a ton of people. When you check in at the Ramada, you have to sign a waiver that says you won't call the cops if it gets too loud because everybody for the bull riding stays at Ramada. And and I'm spinning tunes at the pool party with Brett Stahl and Chandler Bounds, and I look down. The bull riding starts at 7.30, and it's 7.15. (laughs) So... I got to the bull riding at 7:27. Was in the arena at 7:32.
1: And that's nothing. I mean, you <clears throat> that that wasn't. The it's days, The days down, back in like, the 80s and yeah. 90s, but it still was fun. Oh. I mean, I've heard from guys. I mean, it would be nothing to just a brawl would start flying in the. I mean,
0: yeah, tops it'd off. Be, hey, a cool documentary. There's on a it. picture you know, of kind of a little like a highlight, not necessarily a documentary, but like a a highlight deal. It's like one hour. It's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're tough, and those guys yeah. on the jet, and they land and. And they get off the jet. The girl comes
2: out topless with the belt buckle between her boobs uh, at Del Rio. That was 91. You know know what's also
1: uh, pretty cool about uh, Bad Company? Uh, Do you know who worked for Bad Company? Who? Ryan Bingham. Really? Yep. Ryan
2: Bingham started. Can we fact check that?
1: Oh, I'm 100% correct. He used to sit in. Just plays guitar, you know.
2: He did, he worked for Mac. Well, Mac would wow. actually ha, uh, haul around uh, a trailer with firewood, and it, remember he had the uh, the bad wear. I, nev- I never worked one. I didn't the bad wear wagon. So he had a gooseneck. Uh, before the days of rapping, it had the bad company skull on the side and it said "Muy Caliente, Expect the Unexpected." Like I, you know, I see these kids and in, in, uh, nowadays that have a bad company hat sticker, but like watching the old. Videos when the guys in the bad company shirts riding bulls, and and uh, you know, kids today will never know. Now, that the bad company rodeo would be one for TV. Oh, there's another storyline,
0: yeah. yeah, it would be, yeah, because Mac uh, <coughs> uh, changed everything,
1: it did. And yeah. and he never had Houston, Pendleton, you know, uh, Denver, all these huge, ro- he never had a, the, a, a premier
2: rodeo. He had the bulls, they called the Dirty Dozen, and sold the t shirts and had. But, Panties with the bad company school on the crotch and
1: how th- is Mac? Uh
2: Didn't he yeah, dive into
1: a pool with no water?
2: No, he did that years ago when he was still a stock contract and he broke his neck, but he was uh, in a horse wreck at the ranch. And uh he's doing okay, you know, but uh Max Max lived a hard life. He's he's rocked it. I mean, yeah. uh you know he, he didn't hold back. Yeah, he's like an old rocker, you know. When you when you rock and roll, you're not supposed to look good when you hit sixty, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but he um, I mean, for, for a guy though, that, that would be so interesting because all these pussy guys today will never know what it's like to truly be bad to the bone. And, and he even changed the, the vehicles. I mean, if you think about the stock contractors back in the day, you know, when Mac would pull in, he was like the first guy. I'll never forget this. We were at a rodeo. I was with my dad, and he was steer wrestling. And uh, we're at Slack, and then here comes this red Pete. And he has clear down the side bad company rodeo and he's got a high old silver uh belt thing on it and and the back of the deal is this whole skull that says bad to the bone and the dude pulling in um stretch the old stretch not young stretch but this dude's smoking cigarettes and he's got the freaking radio turned up as loud as possible and he hits the buck the load and shoot and he gets out of this red peat and his boots are tucked in. He gets like a six foot long hot shot, and I'm like, "This is my hero." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I want to be a stock contractor so bad." I I got to go with Mac when I was 18 for about a month. Learned a lot. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> I turned out okay, but uh, what'd you learn? Well, I don't really want to talk about it on. Road is, that, that. is
1: that one of the seven times you've been in jail?
2: Uh, no, I never got arrested working for Mac. Um, okay. I got out of those. <laughs> achiever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. I, I always ask Rump, if you have a dollar for every time you've been arrested, how many dollars would you oh, have? So Seven. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I got to be careful because, like, now my family's starting to listen to Rump Chat, and now they're getting pissed about talking shit on my aunts and, uh, like, getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I told the story about when I accidentally saw my Aunt Jen naked at Christmas, and then she listened to it. Oh, shit. I did it again. It wasn't like I wanted to see her naked. You ever seen your aunt naked on accident? Uh, no. Yeah. No, no. No. You ever seen my aunt Jan
0: naked? Uh, a couple times. It's <laughs> like the Larry the Cable Guy story about, you know, you ever walk in and accidentally catch your parents having sex, see your parents having sex? I'm never going to that website again. <laughs> it's kind of similar to that right there. <laughs> Oh, that's so horrible. Oh, we have derailed. Yeah, that
2: happens. See, that's a great thing about Rum Chat. That, anyway, that's Cowboy probably, Channel. Probably uh. different. Because, like, you guys have to stay structured. And that's one thing I like about me and him. But we ain't got no plan. We just talk shit. But you guys, when you guys set up to, how many people, like, okay, so you're live streaming here in Cave Creek. So what does that entail for personnel from the Cowboy Channel to make this happen? Cameramen, production truck,
0: 826 personnel. <laughs> yeah, not quite that much. Yeah, it's close to. It's it's about forty five somewhere in there for the NFR, but here it's 16, 18 people to do this. So
2: is that huge truck? Is that y'all's? Yeah,
0: yeah. The, and that's not huge. That's
2: a that's a little pop up camper.
1: The, in the terms one of that television was, trucks, but the yeah. one was that was at Denver,
0: was insane. So, well, the one we used at the NFR two years ago um, was left there and went to Miami to do the the Orange Bowl and did the college football playoffs damn no, that, and it was there's two of them that you the, use there right and it was there's the, well there's a the other's called a b unit so we do the the hotel feed out of the other one gotcha but the only one of them has everything rigged out and everything down that line
1: didn't the one and mark cuban own the one that was in denver uh he might have I, I wasn't really involved in that one down oh, okay that line,
0: so. oh that was before you yeah. came on Duh, that that yeah. was, oh, was just a consultant at that time so yeah but. anyway
2: do you have to do you coke uh like on not all that equipment does you guys own that, or do you just contract that out? Did or? you just say, do you do Coke? Do you Coke contract? Oh. <laughs> no, those— like Seriously, just, talk about doing Coke. Like, I'm the trucks
0: kidding. down that line, they're just rented. You know, those are—you get in the 15 $18, 20000000 for those high-end trucks. Mm. and what they do. so And by but, the time you get it unwrapped, it's already almost out of date because technology changes so fast in how they do it. But Yeah, that, that is something else. Uh, I mean, you think about an
2: iPhone. I mean, who, who would have thought a couple years ago you could talk to your watch? You know, it's like the Jetsons up in here, <laughs> for real. Yeah, but uh, well, <laughs> <laughs>
1: now that we have brought up the Jetsons, should we wrap things up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Well, so. I uh, we can't thank this guy enough. Again, he's he's a, a legend. I I would consider you a legend. That's and it. and I hope someday really that they put <laughs> you. No, I'm serious. <laughs> that you need to be. Uh, what's the category for the Hall of Fame? You know, for the people that don't compete. You know, I inconsequential. Think, <laughs> that's it. Well. You have done. You have uh, honestly. You've done a, a ton for the rodeo business, uh, more than I would say ninety nine percent. Oh, thanks. So by much. being able to put it in homes and see firefighters in, in Kansas City become rodeo fans, and that's because of the work that you started and 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 bring to the table. And thanks again to the Cowboy Channel and thanks uh, thanks to Big Bear. Thanks to the, to the, our friends, our lovely studio audience today. Uh, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's really, it's, we uh, we set up Rump Chat in some really uh, awkward places, but this is a, one
0: of them that is not. No, it's fantastic. This is a beautiful home. And, hey, thanks for having me on, Kim too, by and the and Darren way. Peterson, uh, thank you, guys. I was honored.
1: Hey, man, trust me, we're honored. And, and uh, So, yeah, if you'd like to see uh, more Rump Chat on the Cowboy Channel, that's Patrick at RFDTV.com. Go ahead and drop an email. Uh, thanks to Boyd Gaming, Gold Buckle Beer. By the way, do we need to redo that deal? Didn't they only do 41 episodes? We, mm. Mm. Rory. Rory, we'll call him. Anyway. Oh, by the way, Rory, texts me. Um, This is pretty cool. Uh, there is now a goat in South Dakota named Hambone <laughs> because he's uh, uh, it's Colby's. You know, Colby, his yeah. son is a Rump Chat fan, and he named Hambone, not Rump.
2: Well, <laughs> you got a goat named after him. Jealous as have, hell. Do you have a goat named after you, do? I
0: don't. I aspire yeah. to that, though. All right. All right.
1: We'll okay. talk to y'all later. Thanks, Thanks. everybody. You bet. See you.
0: Them bareback horses are the only thing that make your arm hurt and that make your bell ring. They're hard on tailbones and they make your neck sore. When it's all over, you're craving some more. Well, you drive down the road in a broke-down car and you stop in some town, wonder where the hell you are. You get yourself a